What's the difference between a major label and an indie label? Is it the size, the budget, the amount of Spotify stocks they own, or does it go deeper than that? Come to think of it, where did the idea of an independent label come from? Independent of what? Why was being independent important? Welcome to Other Record Labels Case Studies, where we look at inspired record labels in our community, how they're doing things differently, and what we can learn from them. A couple of months ago, we had a label on the show called Loretta Records. The founder of this Southern California label is Katrina Fry. Katrina said something in our interview that's been ping-ponging around in my head over the past few months. When we were talking about the role of indie labels, she said in passing that indie labels were started as an alternative to major labels. So why do we still copy them? Why do we still follow their model? I'm paraphrasing and maybe putting words in her mouth, but I got the idea of what she was trying to say, and I loved it, and I haven't stopped thinking about it. It's so obvious that it almost doesn't need to be said, yet all of us somehow fall back into the trap of doing the same old record label procedures. Sign a band, release a single, another one, an EP, then a pre-order, then an album, and repeat over and over. There's nothing wrong with this. I do it too. But why? Is it the best way or the only way to run a label? Maybe. Maybe it is, and that's why we all do it. Or maybe we're just lazy. There was a famous story about a guy who worked in the U.S. Patent Office in 1901 who resigned because everything that can be invented has already been invented. Now, it turns out he never said that. In fact, he predicted the opposite. His prediction was more profound and less catchy, which is disappointing because I wanted to use that famous line to illustrate how I think a lot of us operate, which is, the way you run a record label today is the way we'll always run record labels. But is there a different way we can release music? A better way? A way no one has tried before? A more ethical way? An easier way? Or a harder way? A more inventive way? Or a more fulfilling way? I don't have a solution, by the way, but I like the challenge. And I like thinking about the idea that there might be a label out there today, or one that's just about to start, who does break the mold. And then we all start copying them. Maybe it's Loretta Records. That'd be great. I think my takeaway from that interview with Loretta was more macro than worrying about some of the finer day-to-day -day tasks. It just reminded me that we have a reason to exist as independent record labels. When we look at labels from the 70s, 80s, 90s, we see a model that goes against what we're about. We use their example as an example of what not to do how not to exploit artists, how not to treat fans. I see this sentiment in tiny stories I hear in the record labels I talk to every day, about labels providing their artists with health insurance, or guest houses to stay in, or non-recoupable loans. We see this in labels prioritizing social justice issues over annual revenue, or labels that go on hiatus for a year just to take care of themselves. These are labels who are creating their own way of doing things, creating their own roadmap, because they don't like the one that exists. We're starting something adjacent to an industry that's already moving. It means that you've seen a problem. That's why the independent music industry exists. We saw a problem with the majors, and then we specifically know how to solve that problem. To me, it's so empowering to know that I'm running a business with a roadmap I have to create. <laughs> 